Welcome to the MJV Podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already, so you can stay up to date with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. So let's get started. Seven reasons you should trust God. Number one reason you should trust God is He knows your name. Isaiah 43 verse 1. I'm reading King James Bible, y'all. So if you hear, the, oh, you have. Okay. <laughs> for my, for I actually my have sake, <laughs> let me go ahead and pull up the NLT. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-three, uh, chapter forty-three, verse one. But now, thus says the Lord, the Creator. Y'all, He's the Creator. Just remember that He is the Creator. Amen. <laughs> O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. You know, there's something to be said when the Creator knows your name. Where the Bible talks about that before we were even born, He knew us in our mother's womb. Right? He knows your name. The, you know, everyone likes shout outs and and likes to be recognized by important people you know let's just say you know for argument's sake you know donald trump president donald trump uh knows your name that would make you pretty cool or whatever influencer you follow on on social media you know knows your name that would make you feel pretty special like hey you know i tell people that i'm friends with uh sanach follows me on on instagram and i tell people that you know, because I'm proud of that. You know, you know, I, I, I've kind of connected with her on chat and stuff like that. And, you know, it's funny that, that we can laugh about this, but I get to tell people, yes, yeah. I know Sinatch. Sinatch knows, I don't know how well we know each other, but she recognizes me when every time I, I send her a message. She's like, oh, it's that guy from America that's really loud and Italian and he's called into the ministry. You know, so, but now think about it. The creator, God himself knows your name. He knows you. He loves you. And that's the main reason that you could trust him, because he knows you. He knows your name. People that know you, they know your name. They know what you're about. They know, they know things about you. Amen? Yep. You want to read it from... Uh... Yes, the NLT says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid. For I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You got anything to add? He ransomed us. He called us by his name. And I am his. Yeah. I am property of God. I am property of the kingdom. Yeah. You know, that, that alone, God knows your name. That's a big deal. Because... Whenever you're in trouble, you just call on that name. Yeah. Whenever you need a, you need just just a refreshing, you just call on that name. He knows you. He responds to you. Amen. God hears your voice. God knows your voice. I think that's really cool. And I, and and number one reason you should trust God is because He knows you. He knows your name. Amen. Number two reason you want to take number two. Sure. Second reason? Second reason. He 
will fight for you. So seven reasons you should trust God. Number two, he will fight for you. And the scripture is Exodus 14, 14. Give me a minute and I'm going to turn there. And it says, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Get moving. Wait, that's 15. That's, that's 15. Best 15. <laughs> but hey, he fights for you in verse 15. Yeah. The Lord, <laughs> the, it's a, but no, 14 says, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. So reasons you should trust in the Lord. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe you have, you know, an enemy rising up against you that you didn't even, maybe it's a family member you didn't even know um, or some type of adversity. But it says the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And that's that scripture that he will come to your rescue. He will fight your battle. He will set a table before you in front of your enemies. Yeah, that's good. So it's a reason to trust him and to know that he's got this is that he doesn't he he just needs obedience yeah. from you. You think about why get your hands dirty? Why would you fight your battles? You you're most likely to like I mentioned earlier, you're most likely when you try to do something you're most likely getting into your, the soulish realm, your feelings, your emotions, and stuff like that. Why, why even concern yourself with that? Give it to the Lord and just be done with it. I'm not, I'm not called to fight my battles. I let the Lord fight my battles. You know why that's so important? Because he, he's looking at it as a different picture than we are. We're maybe, you know, the, the Bible talks about that our, the Lord's ways are a lot better than our ways. So why do we try so hard to get revenge on people. Why do you try, why do you go out of your way to make someone's life more miserable? Or why, why is that person doing that to you? You know, you just give it to the Lord. You love on people and say, Lord, it's not my battle. You know, the King James says, hold your peace. Hold your peace. Peace is valuable to God. People go their whole life with buying, trying to buy peace, trying to buy comfort. But if you just allow the Holy Ghost to do it, if you just call on God and say, God, you first of all, I trust you, you know my name, and you said you would fight my battles. I'm sitting up, I'm praising you, I'm worshiping you, I'm having a cup of coffee, and I thank you that it's finished. I thank you, I don't need to lift a finger, I don't need to plot anything, I don't need to think about 10 steps I gotta do, no. I give it to the Lord, and he takes care of it, and it is finished. That's the way you have to maintain your, your lifestyle as a Christian. That's the way you have to understand trust. You know, you trust is like one of those things you cultivate. You cultivate trust, even in the natural world. My friend Duchenna's on, right? I, if I ask him to do something small and he accomplishes it, I know I could ask him to do something bigger because he has a, a record, a forming record. You look back at God's record that you have with God. You look back and see our God's... He's, He's done this for me. He's done this for me. He's done this for me. I'm just going to continue trusting in him. I'm going to continue on not leaning on my own understanding, but trusting in God. God, the creator, the, the miracle worker, Alpha and Omega, Jehovah Jireh. I'm not going to worry. I'm not, you know, worrying will get you in trouble and worrying will take you out of fear. So if you're not trusting God, the opposite of trust is worry and fear. So you've completely missed it. I hope this is helping someone online right now. Yeah. Because it's so, it's so valuable. As everyday believers, 
You know, forget whether you're called to, to be a minister. And just as an everyday child of God, it is good to know, hey, the greater one has me covered. Hey, I'm covered by the precious blood of Jesus. I don't have to be afraid about being sick. I don't have to be afraid about going into to, to different areas of the world and, and them trying to, you know, fear mongrel me. I am covered. I let the Lord trust fight my battles. Amen. Amen. I was going to add too because, yeah. you know, um, the word says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And in Romans 12, starting in verse 19, it says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. So just, I mean, this isn't even one of our points, but just yeah. talking about how he will fight for you is that revenge isn't, isn't our um, responsibility. That's right. It's not your job to see to it that someone pays for what they did to you. It's not your no. job to see to it. Like the Lord's already taking care of that, which is all, all the more reason to trust him. Yeah. Because it's, it says it right there. He, he's the one that's going to fight it. You know, the moment you try to take revenge is the moment that your heart is hardened. The moment you try to do, think, or, or, or dream about evil, you're, you have stepped out of love. Come on, somebody. Yeah. You have stepped out of love. You have stepped out of God's love. You know, let the Lord pay back the... You know, everything we do is consequences in life. But it's not for us to portray that consequence. It's not... Even if we're ministering, right? Even somebody's watching, they're, they're a minister. That's why I don't go up to people and say, hey, have you ever lied before? Have you ever stolen anything before? Have you ever looked at a woman inappropriate before? Oh, then, you know, according to your confession, you're, you're, you're going to hell. You're, you're, you're a lying, um, no good person, all right? Because you stepped out of love. That's why we approach things in love. So even if someone tries to come at you, right, and they're trying to attack you, and they're trying to plot evil at you, you know, I know I could go on with people that might not like me, but I just choose to love. And I just choose to just, hey, let the Lord deal with their heart. Let the Lord deal with them. I, got no, I, got, I can't think about anything else right now because I'm focused on the kingdom. I'm focused on souls. I'm focused on my, on, on, on my path. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's throw some emojis up. If uh, this is helping you, fire emojis. Just see, you know, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. <laughs> Who says that? Kenneth, not Kenneth Coburn. Uh, Jesse Duplantis. Jesse Duplantis. Amen. Number three, seven reasons why you should trust God. Number one, he knows your name. Number two, he fights for you. Amen. Number three, he thinks about you. Come on. God thinks about you. I'm going to read from King James Version. Uh, Psalms chapter 139, verse 17. Give you a second to write that down. Psalms 139, verse 17. I'm going to read King James Version. My wife will read New Living, Transversion, New Living Translation. And uh, if you have the Amplified Version, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I heard a funny joke that the Amplified Version, you know, the reason why they made the Amplified Version and it has so many words, it's like a woman's version. The Amplified... <laughs> Y'all got to laugh at me. I heard that. Oh, the Amplified Version is for women because it has a lot more words in it. I think that's funny. You, look at her face. This is going to be like a blooper reel. Y'all keep him lifted. Y'all keep him <laughs> lifted today. Amen. Okay, I'm going back to this. Amen. <laughs> Cue the music. 
Uh, Psalms chapter 139, verse 17. How precious also are those, uh, are they thoughts unto me? O God, how great is the sum of them. How precious also are thine thoughts unto me. O God, how great is the sum of them. Read your New Living Translation. Verse, what was the verse? 17. 17. Um, says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God, they cannot be numbered. Which means the Lord, his thoughts about you are infinite. Yeah, that's good. Because they cannot be numbered. That's they good. cannot be counted. The Lord has not thought about you ten times since he created you, or twenty times, yeah. or even a thousand times. He's thought about you, specifically you, watching so much that it cannot be numbered of the thoughts that he has for you and will continue to have for you. That's so good. You think about that. And, and you know God's thoughts for you are loving, pure, honest, peaceful. God has good thoughts about you. Yeah. You know, that's why you might you may be in a place right now where, you know, I've, I've fallen short of the glory of God. I, I, I can't. How could God love me? You know, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, I thought that how could somebody like God love me? But then the Bible says, he has great thoughts. He's got great thoughts for you. He just thinks on good things. He sees you who you are, not where you came from. Yeah. Amen. Anything to add? Nope, that was it. Uh, number four. You want to do number four? Okay. Number four, seven reasons why you should trust God. He has plans for you. And I'm going to read. I'll read. King James Version, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you uh, an expected end. So I'll actually, I'll just go back to NLT. Whoops. Um, you know, it's, it's important if you're jotting notes down. These are for you. This is God's word for you, spoken over you. Seven reasons why you could trust God. Seven, seven scriptures that you could hold on to. God, I know you trust me. I know I can trust you. I know you love me. I know you have a plan because it says it in your word. You know, the devil will try to lie to you. The devil will try to say, hey, that, that stuff right there, it's not for you. You're going to have a hard and difficult life. It's not going to be easy for you. God, God doesn't... That's what the devil does. The devil tries to lie. The devil is the great deceiver. So as we're, as we're ministering right now, as we're speaking the word, start claiming things. Start understanding that, hey, this, the situation that you're going through, it's going to turn around because I could trust God. You know, you can't, you, in life, there's certain people that you try to trust and they fall short. They, they, they fail. But God will never fail you. God will never leave you on the curbside. God will never abandon you. God will never speak no good words over you. God has a great plan for you. God loves you. God, God, God put, this, put these scriptures so you could trust, trust Him. And I think that's so important, especially today that we're living in. We're living in a time, who can I trust? People are looking. Who could I, I can't trust my neighbor because they're, they're a gossip queen. My best friend uh, is a cheater. Who could I trust? Who's on my side? 
I tell you, God's on your side. Sometimes you, you look to social media, you, you'll put all your, 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 your personal life on social media, you'll pour into some random person. And then, you know, what about God? The person that created you, the person that will fight for you, the person that thinks about you, the person that says, I have a plan for you. Go ahead, huh? Um, no, that was all I had for that. I thought you were going to read it in the, oh no? Oh, 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 yeah. I was, I thought you were asking me to add to it. I was like, nope, that, <laughs> that was all I had for that one. <laughs> um, um, oh, so yeah, I was going to read in the uh, New Living Translation says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. So the Lord um, has not created you to live a disastrous life, yeah. to live a poverty life, to live a hopeless life. Broke, busted, disgusting He didn't life. put you on this earth to suffer, to go through hell and back, to experience loss and defeat. But he put you here to have victory. Yeah. He put you here to have joy. He put you here to administer peace to people. He put you here to ministrate the gospel to people. Like he, he had so many, like you like you specifically, he's had so many plans for you. And it's our job as believers to get into the word and find out what that is. Yeah. To find out the scripture for what it is that you are called to do. It's true. There are certain talents that God has placed inside you. Talents that that I'm not good, things that I'm not good at. You know, that's why I, I, I love looking at different people. When I'm when I'm preaching the gospel and I'm leading people to the Lord, one of the things I always ask people, you know, what's something that you're good at? Right? I, and I ran into some kids that are really good in music or really good at, at talented. In, in, in the music industry and really good with their hands mechanics, you know, and I, I would ask them a simple question, you know, why is it that I'm not good at those things, but you are? Why? It's like a natural, comes natural for them mm -hmm. because that's, that's the gift God's given you. Yeah. You know, why is it that so many people could, could probably sing better than me? <laughs> Amen. But, you know, it's, it's something that God's given them a talent. Yeah. He's given them a talent. Yeah. And don't waste it. Recognize what you're good at. Because what you're good at is a sign that what God's called you to do. If you're good at in, in, in creating things, look at my wife. Everything that we have in our ministry, you go on our website, our YouTube's graphics, is made by my wife. My wife is, is anointed to do that work. What were you going to say? I was going to say... Um... Your passion leads to your purpose. Um, what you're passionate about will lead to your purpose in life because the Lord doesn't give you, and I, I mean, you know, this was something that I had to study out myself um, when I was writing my book even, is that the Lord doesn't give you passions yeah. for something just to kind of tease you. Like he's not going to give you a passion to... Um, you know, like we'll use me for an example, like he's not going to give me a passion to create and to film and to edit and to do all of these things that I'm passionate to do and then like tease me with it and be like, well, you know, I know I gave you all these desires and these passions, but I'm actually going to call you to be uh, a middle school teacher 
Yeah, that's no, a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> because, you know, and that's not to say that I wouldn't if the Lord ever told me to, but I'm not passionate about that. Like, I love kids, but I'm not. But you see, like, there's some people who are graced and passionate to sit in a classroom with kindergartners and pour into them and teach them and love them. And that's like, and play in the floor with them. And that's like what they love to do. And they're so passionate about it. God doesn't give that to them and then say, surprise, you're going to be a truck driver. Yeah. You know, and they can't, they get motion sickness. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is that you're passionate about, your passion lines up with your calling because that's, that's how he's created you. And so, you know, like you're passionate about preaching, about winning souls, about, you know, and that's how you know, like, okay, this is what the area of ministry that we're called, we're called to is that's what we're passionate about, you know? And, you know, there's, there's so, and, and that's what makes up the body of Christ because there's some people who are so passionate about being called to like other, like third world countries, like India or like Australia. Africa or Australia or, you Mexico. know, well, I mean, not Canada. saying those are all third world countries because they're not, uh, but I'm just saying sure. like uh, these, these like countries where, and then, and God's given that them. And that's great because we need people to go do that. But the Lord isn't going to make you do, he's not, well, first of all, he's not going to make you do anything. He's going to ask of you to do things. And, and sometimes he'll ask you to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, but you, that's where the obedience comes in. But God's not going to give you all of this desire and passion to do something and then not make it line up with your calling yeah. to where you have to work, you have to work or, or do something that you, you know, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't imagine like the Lord like giving us all of this and then saying like i want you guys to go and be doctors be, be, be a lawyer be a lawyer you know but like he's called people to do that because we need we need christian we need christian doctors we need christian lawyers we need christian judges we need all the like you know what i mean we need businessmen some people and that's what you know like god's called everyone to win souls no matter what part of anything, would, yeah. it, he's called you to win souls. But he, but he doesn't call everyone to stand on a platform and preach. Yeah. He doesn't call everyone to to stand on a platform to sing. He doesn't call everyone to travel across the seas and and be missionaries. He doesn't like. But he's called everyone to win souls. Some people he calls to be doctors. Some people he calls to be businessmen. Some people he calls to be builders, contractors. Yeah. But. You know what I mean? Like it all it all builds a kingdom. Yeah. So find out find out what you're good at. Find out what you 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 have a, a natural niche for and do it in excellence. And then ask the Lord, Lord, how could I how could I make this something full time? How could I see an income? You know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy, he'll give you the power to create wealth. The power to create wealth. You know, just with one simple idea. You know, those, and I'll tell you, once you get that idea, I would just keep that to you and uh, your spiritual mentor, your pastor, and not tell many people. Because once you expose something, you know, the enemy just tries to get people in your lives. Oh, that's a stupid idea. You know, that's a dumb idea. Don't do that. Oh, write a book or, or start a business. And Oh, no, that's, you know, you, you take your idea out of the, the, the incubator and it destroys it. Mm. But if God downloads something, even right now as I'm speaking, the Holy Ghost will speak to you. 
you know what? Start this, take this step, work here for a season and, and learn how they run their business and then start your own business. You know, it's not difficult. It's, it's humans that make things difficult. But God is simple. God is, is plain. You know, make a vision, the Bible says. Write a vision, draw a vision and see, you know, in the next three years, you won't be successful in your, in your endeavor that God's called you to do. You, won't, you will be successful. You will be prosperous. You'll be a blessing. You'll be able to hire people. You'll be able to change your community just by one idea the yeah. Lord gives you. And you do it in excellence. And, he, and listen, you ask God for, for the grace to do it. You ask him to download the plan and he will do it. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, we prayed to the Lord. I was doing construction. She was working for another great, powerful ministry. But we wanted to travel. We wanted to preach the gospel. We wanted to do our own thing. And so what did we do? We prayed. We fasted. We sowed seed. We sowed seed. What you, Bible says, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. So what do we do? We begin to sow radical seed. Because I didn't want to, to work construction for the rest of my life. I wanted to have that, that, that full-time ministry. Yeah. And I wasn't going to stop until I got it. Now that I have it, the Lord supernaturally gave it to us. When my wife and I, we, we preach all the time. Amen. We're here in Rockford and, and we're associate pastors and, and we have freedom to, to go and preach and, and do all that God's called us to do. And we have a great local church backing us. And that only happens by prayer, by, pre- by praying, fasting, sowing seed. God is not mocked. What a man sows, he shall also reap. You know, so ask the Lord. Thank him. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to continue next Friday with the other uh, points. You know, but spend this week till next week. Spend the next couple days meditating. God is on your side. Yes. Seven reasons why you should trust God. You should be able to thank God. Lord, I thank you that I could trust you. I thank you that you are never too far where I can't just call on your name and grab you and hold you. Lord is never too far. Yeah. If you're watching right now and maybe you're watching and you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe something happened to turn your life around. Maybe you used to be red hot on fire for the Lord and, and, and a, a Mack truck from hell came and crushed you. I'm here to tell you, you can turn yourself around right now. As we speak, I feel the Lord touching people. I feel the Lord speaking to people. And if you need to make a U-turn, if you need to repent and come to the Lord as you are, I want you to say this prayer with your heart and lips out loud. Say it what you mean it. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, and set me free. Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And can you, and Jesus, I thank you that you're coming back for me. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a holy boldness to preach the gospel. Say this, God, I trust you. God, I love you. And thank you that I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. If you said that prayer, in, in, whether it's the first time or the first time in a long time, I want you to connect with us. Mm-hmm. I want to I help you. I truly want to help you. I'm not looking to get anything from you. I want to bless you. I want to point you in the right path that God has for you. You know, there's people like my wife and I that we're, we're on your side. 
the boxers, there's always two sides. There's a component side, and then there's your side. We're on your side. We're there with the water bottle, the seat, and the stool. Sit down. We're going to feed you the word. We're going to pray for you. We're going to come in agreement for you. And we'll see, we'll watch where you are today. You won't be. Supernaturally, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for everybody watching. I thank you that you continue to bless them, Lord. I thank you that you're making yourself real to them right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to come back next week. We're going to finish the next couple reasons why you should trust God. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to sow a seed into our ministry and pray. Ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do? What should I give? What should, what should I send them? You know, you know uh, I think it was Monday I was talking about, listen, you know, everything we do, we do for the gospel. We, we are pursuing souls. You know, so whether you have a vehicle, whether you have property, whether you have an extra couple thousand dollars in your bank account you want to sow, you want to invest into the gospel, you can make that happen. You know, God's not mocked. What a man sows, he shall also reap. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Mm-hmm. And we're believing for, for new partners, this, this, especially this year, because we want to push. We want to break a couple things open. We want to do even more. And with you teaming up with us to preach the gospel, we'll see more souls won together. Amen? Amen. We, we go out every Saturday soul winning. And actually, we've actually, uh, we got, uh, um, I forgot her name but someone from Feed the Hungry coming up to meet us. We, we fed over 20,000 meals. Over 20,000 meals. We, we, I'm telling you, we feed over 100 kids a day. And that's not stopping. It's not stopping. So as you, as you team up with us to preach the gospel, to feed the hungry, to win the lost at any cost, it goes in a credit for you. God's not mocked. He sees everything you sow. He sees everything you give. So there's directions on the bottom where how you can give and sow a seed. Mm-hmm. Do something and direct your faith in it. You know, one when, when of my wife and I, we wanted to be full-time ministry. We, I've emptied my account at a time when I heard the Lord. Listen, I heard the Lord. So do everything that you hear the Lord tells you to do. Be obedient to do it. And then I'm telling you, in a couple months later, opportunity for us to, to move to Rockford, to to be on staff and, and to preach the gospel, to launch our ministry from this phenomenal church, Riverside Assembly of God, that's a God thing. That's a God thing. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, money is precious to people because they work hard for it. It's theirs. And sometimes people have a hard time releasing it. But I'm telling you, the moment you sow a seed, you plant a seed, something will grow from it. You will see fruit. You will see a harvest. Yeah. And, you know, we give, all the God, we give God all the glory. So I want to thank you for your obedience. Thank you for partnering with us as we preach the gospel and see our nation, our, our nation shaken. I'm telling you, America shall be saved. There shall be a great, great revival. There should be like fires going all across America, people receiving their miracle, people receiving Jesus. I'm telling you, we're living in the greatest time, the greatest time. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know if you have the picture, but we raise up people to win souls. We raise people up to win souls. And nothing makes me more excited when we go out and win souls. This is our soul winning team that we take out. Um, and they've been faithful. And my wife and I, we were driving to Walmart. And as we were driving through, we saw uh, people that we've raised up on their own time winning souls. 
I took a picture. I don't know if you have the picture. No, I don't have that one. Okay. So, I mean, I'm so pleased when, when, you know, every time we get up and we preach soul winning, we, we live a soul winning life. People are taking it on their own account. Hey, I'm going to win souls. I'm going to win the harvest. They led five people to the Lord on their own. They didn't ask me, hey, Pastor Mike, I'm going out to, 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 to win souls. No, they did it because they understand time is running out. And I'm so pleased. I'm so happy. That's fruit. That's fruit. Praise God. It's Amen. happening. Souls are being added to the kingdom. And this is a, a soul winning ministry. We all, everything we do, we focus on souls. Yeah. And God's blessed us. Yeah. So we love you guys. Father, I thank you for everyone that sows a seed. Lord, I thank you, Lord. By faith, I see it growing. By faith, it is producing for them. By faith, supernatural turnaround. By faith, full-time blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you that you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And Lord, you are not mocked. What a man sows they shall also reap. So Father, I thank you for that hundredfold return. I thank you that you're blessing them. They're blessed walking in. They're blessed walking out. They yes. will loan to many nations and not borrow. I thank you they are the head and not the tail. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Just want to add, yeah. um, we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, well, Mike will be back Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time for morning prayer. I will be back with you Wednesday, 11, for Valor Hour. And then we'll be back again next Friday, 11 a.m., MJV Ministries Live, where we will continue on uh, with part two of seven reasons why you should trust God. And in the meantime, um, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast, the MJV Ministries podcast. You can hear all these messages throughout the week on podcasts, whether it's on your way to work. Um, so maybe, you know, you miss a, something, you want to catch the replay, but you want to listen to it, go subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we put up new episodes on there weekly. Amen. Amen. From our studio to your mobile device, God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you on Tuesday. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.